everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 10 of BoJack Horseman, One Trick Pony. I am your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how's it going? It's going so well. I feel like every week I'm like, how are we this far into the season already? But Episode 10, that feels significant to me. I, yeah, I feel like this is like an anniversary. What do you get for your 10th anniversary? That's a good your question. 10th pod-aversary. <laughs> What's the like traditional 10th anniversary gift? 10th anniversary um, gift. Is this the earliest Google search ever? Yeah, add as tin. Tin? <laughs> what do you think we'll get for Oh my god. I'll get you some like what aluminum you, foil or something. What tin product will you be getting me for this anniversary? Oh my god. I could like bake you something and wrap like wrap food in tin foil. Is that good? Yeah, I've seen your pictures of your baking. <laughs> I I'm not a fool. Baking at tenth wedding anniversary gift ideas from the spruce. Ooh. Number one, bouquet what of daffodils. They? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Huh. Aluminum cocktail shaker. An aluminum you. cocktail shaker. <laughs> a vintage advertising tin. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> here's some old junk. <laughs> custom license plate. Speaking of old junk. Okay, here's the thing. I know some people have a custom license plate. It makes them so happy and it brings them so much joy. <laughs> but I think they're so bad. They're so bad, all of them. There's never been a good one. There's never been one good custom license plate. The only good thing about them is there was, I saw a thread of tweets recently that was applications for custom license plates. And then you see the comments from like the California registry of like, mm, this one might say butthole. <laughs> and then it's like, declined. Declined. Oh, that's amazing. So that was pretty funny. But other than that, well, yeah, custom license plates mean nothing to me. Yeah, they're terrible. I think the best move here is we'll just like get some sort of like canned goods, canned food, maybe like a cookie tin or something. Ooh, a cookie tin. Yeah, there's something here. If anyone okay. wants to send us a cookie tin. <laughs> yeah, please send us a cookie tin. Okay. Uh, actually, no, nobody nobody sent us anything except for five-star reviews on, <laughs> yes. on iTunes. That's actually the traditional 10th anniversary <laughs> gift. You can't give us 10 stars, but you can give us five. Well, you can give us five, and then you can log into a friend's phone and give us five more. Ah, oh, genius. You're so good. How, okay. What, how, what did you think of this episode overall? I watched it yesterday, so it has already completely disappeared from my mind. But I think I felt like it was like a bit of a nothing episode in the sense that it doesn't advance the plot as much as some of the last couple that we've watched. Not to say I didn't like it, but I think it doesn't move us forward as much as the last two. Yeah, so I feel like I I literally just finished watching the episode, so I can't, I remember maybe the 30% of it. And it was like good, and it did progress the plot, and it had a couple moments, mm-hmm. but... Overall, it just wasn't phenomenal. Yeah, like this whole thing is just on the like set of this movie, right? Like whatever it's called, the one Mr. Peanut Butter's <laughs> Great Heist. Yeah, exactly. Or so something like, it all, like that. It all takes place there. Kind of the only important stuff really is around the book because it ends up. I think. I think the fact that it ends up being kind of nothing at the end, where it's like this whole thing is about this movie being made, and then it ends up being a curated snack box, is like okay, we just spent this whole thing building to nothing except for the book. Yeah, you're right. I the book stuff is definitely the. the the most important and then I think there's there's something there with the Naomi Watts of it all but mm-hmm. let's just work our way through it shall we yes let's do it okay so the start of the episode is going through kind of how the the movie is being filmed uh, some interviews with a Ryan Seacrest type from Access Hollywood mm-hmm. yes I love that we have the Ryan Seacrest type and that he appears semi-regularly it's very good I, 
I love that they leaned into the D being gone and it's just mm-hmm. Hollywood now. Yeah, no one pushed back against this. Even even the episode where the D is stolen when they cross it out on the prison sign and stuff. Yeah, they're like, it's Hollywood now. Yeah. Hollywood is dead. <laughs> Goodbye. It's amazing. And so I love, and I noticed this at the start, I love how Bojack is in the exact same outfit as Mr. Peanut Butter, except he has a crew neck, not a V-neck. <laughs> I thought that was really funny and I noticed it. And then when it became part of the plot i was like oh ha 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 you're so ahead of them i'm so smart (laughs) yeah they're dressed exactly the same with that one tiny detail that is going to matter so much i also like how we so we got some flashbacks of how they got everyone kind of cast in this movie and so it's it shows princess carolyn with bojack and she says what if you thought about it like a professional and not a titty baby (laughs) Yeah, and she comes right out and says, Quentin Tarantolino is known for revitalizing dead careers. Like, she's perfectly willing to say to him, your career is dead and you really need this. Yeah, she's like, listen, you got to do it. And he's like, can't I do any other part? What about Bojack? Can't I play myself? She's like, no, Wallace Shawn is playing Bojack. <laughs> now, I will come right out and say off the top, Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I know who Wallace Shawn is. The first time in horse pod history, I know who someone is. Have you seen anything else with Wallace Shawn? I really doubt it. Has he done anything else? Oh my god. Has he done anything else? Let's okay. All right. Here we go. Well, have you seen the episode <laughs> Snatched of Law and Order SVU from 2009? <laughs> oh man, he was in the he's Rex in the Toy Story franchise. Who knew? <laughs> we also could talk about actual famous things. He's also in the Incredible does a voice in the Incredibles. Yeah, I see that. It's hard because IMDb is going in like consecutive order not in like famous order yeah known for princess bride my dinner with andre yeah true there's that one incredible toy story one of my favorite things that wallace sean has done which is i don't know if this is a hot take or not is he plays cyrus rose in gossip girl which is blair's stepfather Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite things is his like iconic line is he'll be like not enough (laughs) that's a pretty good impression that's because my sister and I say it to each other all the time (laughs) oh amazing not enough (laughs) oh that's so good I like that Bojack really only knows him from the Princess Bride as well I feel like a lot of people only know him from the Princess Bride yeah but he's had a long and storied career (laughs) esteemed character actor while the shun honestly yeah (laughs) a long and toy storied career oh no not that he's also in clueless Uh, have you seen clueless uh yeah several times well he's in clueless good good every time i get a not that out of you it really makes me laugh (laughs) (laughs) not that (laughs) i didn't even notice that i said it it's Okay, so here's the thing is I it was kind of my thing for a little while just like oh no but then Renapbot really came at me with how if I say oh no after something someone says that maybe it hurts their feelings and maybe it's seen as insulting them the and robot so I've been trying, told you this the robot yeah it's like the robot had like a long thing about how when I how it could hurt people's feelings oh when God. I say oh no That's and incredible. I 
it, it, it might have come from like someone's reddit post too that got like fed into the bot who knows but it just really made me more aware of that so I'm trying not to say oh no anymore <laughs> and so I've started saying not that <laughs> and I don't know if that's any different I feel like it's roughly the same but it really yeah. makes me laugh well you know what that's what matters in the end <laughs> anyway so Wallace Shawn is addicted to buying art and I did not catch was it Rembrandt that sounds right yeah it, it was some artist that started with an R, and it yeah. might not have been Rembrandt. Yeah, write in if you uh, paid attention more than we did, but also we could just look it up, and I don't think we care enough. I'm not looking. I refuse to look it up, so please, somebody tweet it at us, yeah. at Bojack Horse Pod, if we're wrong. <laughs> what I love, too, is he's like, I have a problem. Would you tell an alcoholic to stop buying alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, I think most people would. Oh my god, I love that he also has Princess Carolyn as his agent. Like she has such a varied set of people that she works for. She has been in the industry, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> long and storied career. A long she's a famous character agent, Princess <laughs> Carolyn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So then we really get into the like meat of the episode where they're on set. And Bojack and Diane have their kind of first interaction in a, in a hot sec, I guess since the wedding. And they're making jokes about like, oh, it's the first day of school, ha ha ha. But it gets real really fast. Yeah, it's so, it's super awkward already because like this, they take this joke for way too long and it's like not especially good. And then Diane eventually is like, oh, I hope the cheerleaders don't stuff me in a locker. Yeah, no, she says, and I, I wrote this down because I was like, this is troubling, extremely troubling. She goes, <laughs> I hope the cheerleaders don't shove me in a locker and write virgin slut on my forehead. <laughs> and then when I ask how I can be both a virgin and a slut, they make me eat a lipstick. Ha 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 ha. Like, oh my God. I'm so glad you wrote all that down because I completely forgot about the eating the lipstick. I like, well, that's what made me write it down because I was like, not that. Oh, it, like, God. it's one of those things where it's like you laugh not because it's particularly funny, but because you're so uncomfortable that there's nothing else that you can do. Like, it's just so shocking. But I also feel like the virgin slut situation is totally like a high school girl insult. Oh yeah, it's so believable. Very like, mean girls very mean girls at least you've seen mean girls okay oh, yeah it's a classic film classic <laughs> it's a classic film i love calling things film when it's like <laughs> no that's a movie yeah, it's just a movie <laughs> <laughs> so the other shocking revelation from this whole thing is we find out that bojack is 50 years old i know i ha- okay so yeah, i have this written here bojack says he doesn't want to settle down because he's 50 wait bojack is 50 three question marks Okay, I wrote, we find out Bojack is 50, and then I have um, one, two, three, four, five, six, I have seven question marks <laughs> after Bojack is 50. You were even more shocked than I was. Well, because first, like, they lead into it with a conversation of like, oh, yeah, I met a girl at this restaurant. Oh, she was a waitress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I met a girl at this place. Oh, a waitress. Yeah. Oh, I met a girl at this place. Waitress. No, I'm a hooker, actually, but she really wants to wait tables. Yeah. Which, again, come on, Bojack. In 2013, you should have known to call her a sex worker like, get bent bojack but th- that was just like bojack is 50 yeah yeah truly shocking stuff and he says it a couple times in the episode and i was just like, Which, like man i guess makes sense because that means he would have been around 30 when horsing around 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that on. makes sense, I guess. Like, he would be kind of that age where he would be playing, like, the horse dad, you know? Actually, I think that you makes know sense. what? No, I don't think it does make sense because he seems so young in, like, the stand-up and everything, which makes me think yeah. that he was probably, like, 25 when Horsin' Around started. Yeah, I mean, that still kind of tracks and, but that was, was, like, the it, early 90s. Well, I guess, but then it's been, like, 20 years since. So mm-hmm. I feel like he should be 45 tops. <laughs> That's fair. But even then, I'm like, oh, 45. Like, to me, he just, he acts, like, so young because he's so mm-hmm. emotionally stunted that to yeah. find out that this is a 50-year-old, like, he's truly a creep. Yeah, when he's just, like, trapped in perpetual adolescence. It's just like, how is this man 50? Like, like this man had sex with Sarah Lynn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's 30. Ugh. Wild. It's just very startling to me. Yeah, it's so weird to think about. Like, I guess you never, I mean, we had many conversations about how animals age in this universe, but uh, Bojack's 50. Well, and I think that the conclusion is that they age like people. Yeah, I think this settles it because if it's been like 20 or 25 years, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, it's very troubling to me. <laughs> but we also find, he finds out that the book is going to be finished soon and he is so excited to read mm-hmm. the book when it's done because again, Bojack is writing his memoir with a ghostwriter. I was going to write Shadow Writer, but I don't think that's a thing. (laughs) That sounds so mysterious. But when he says to Diane, like, if reading your book is anything like spending time with you, it's going to be wonderful. And I was like, this is actually surprisingly smooth. I'm not saying it's good, but like he is no longer super awkward. And he says this thing that is pretty smooth. Yeah, it's pretty cute. And so we also find out that Diane is being played by Naomi Watts, who is voiced actually by Naomi Watts. And her whole thing is that she gets pigeonholed into all these complex characters. (laughs) And she just wants to play a two-dimensional girl in a rom-com who doesn't have like a life of her own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Like that her whole complaint this entire episode is like there are too many complex and nuanced roles for women and i just hate it so much yeah she's like i just want to do an easy job okay mm-hmm. have you seen anything with naomi watts in it uh probably Let's, i'm looking uh... through because i don't know if i have oh she did voice a voice in babe pig in the city <laughs> i'm just going back from like the start of her career like just <laughs> looking for something that i've a lot of tv movies yeah, actually. Twin Peaks. She was in The Ring. I've never seen The Whole Ring because I saw one scene from The Ring and it scared me so much. Yeah, I don't watch horror movies because I feel like I don't need that. I can create enough horrible things in my own head without uh, any fodder from television or film. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like the world is enough of a nightmare. What is Eastern Promises? I've heard of this. Oh, why have I heard of this movie? This sounds horrible. <laughs> oh my God. This movie, the the brief synopsis, a teenager who dies during childbirth leaves clues in her journal that could tie her child to a rape involving a violent Russian mob family. Jesus. Oh my, why have I heard of that? I've never seen Uh, it, but I've heard of it, and I don't know why. That sounds a little intense. I don't think I have seen any of these things. She was in the Divergent movies. Uh Uh-huh. I read those books. I didn't bother with the movie. I read those books, and then I didn't watch the movie, and the end of the last book emotionally destroyed me. (laughs) The end of the last book made me so furious. I cried and cried and cried. Oh, my God. I have, like, a very aggressive Goodreads review about it. Ooh, wait. Why are are we friends on Goodreads? Oh, yeah. We're uh, we're on here. We're friends. Mm -hmm. I normally don't write reviews. I have been writing every review since something like 2013. Every book that I have ever read. 
I give them all ratings, but I don't always review them. But one of the reviews that I wrote recently, well, actually, this was almost a full year ago, is there was that prequel to The Hunger Games that came out Mm -hmm. last year. And I was like, this was completely unnecessary. (laughs) And it doesn't make sense. I haven't read that yet. I think it was because of your review that I was like, no, maybe I won't rush into it. They really, there was like a couple of plot holes that made me really upset of like, you know, we don't need to get into it, but it made me really furious. And I was like why are we trying to humanize president snow yeah like, that's not especially in like 20 2020 2019 like you know what yeah. i don't want to humanize that like stop let's read it. a book trying to make a sympathetic character out of like an old white dictator who likes killing kids yeah, ex- yeah exactly like, <laughs> no i like i don't want i don't care about how when he was 16 maybe he was conflicted about the killing of the kids i we really went on a journey there i don't know anyways back to bojack <laughs> <laughs> that what uh, we're doing here. <laughs> the next thing I have written down after that is Todd Spritz's Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> and then, I also have that written down. It says Todd Spritzing PB. <laughs> it says mine says Todd Spritz's Mr. PB. And then we have the line where Mr. Peanut Butter goes, please, Mr. Peanut Butter was my father's name. And it's also my <laughs> name. And I feel like we joked about this literally last week about yeah, how we like, oh, Mr. Peanut Butter's my father. <laughs> I was like, that's something I said last week. (laughs) I love it so much. Honestly, we're geniuses. We're picking (laughs) things up before they even happen. I can't even put them down for us to pick them up. We're just that quick. We're grabbing it right out of their hands, baby. (laughs) Um, And so this is where we find out that Mr. Peanut Butter had some serious problems with Bojack's portrayal of him. And that serious problem is, why are you in crewnecks when I only wear Vs? I'm a (laughs) V-neck guy. He hates it so much. And he's like, we have to tell it how it really happened. Bojack's like, this whole story isn't how it really happened. Yeah, Bojack's like, I'm the real hero here. I go on real adventures. Maybe I should write a book. Oh, wait, I already did. (laughs) Meanwhile, Nomi Watts is trying to get into Diane's head so that she can play the character better. So they're like folding laundry together. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, she has this weird scene where she's like, what's it like since we got married? Is it everything we've dreamed of since we were little? I, there was also the part where she's like, is this how we hold our arms? We're weird. (laughs) it's so good and diane just hates this so much Diane's like, what's going on and yeah she's like when i was a little girl i dreamed of getting funding for my zine about how all the girls in school were bitches <laughs> i loved that and then we get a little like one of those like deep moments where it's like mm-hmm. well if the wedding was the happiest day of my life what does that say about all the days after that like yeah it's like happy God. ending has a day after the happy ending and i love naomi watts here saying wow we're such a zoe <laughs> truly it's so good the other thing i really like is that this whole time todd is walking around with a bone in a cup that says mr pb on it yeah he's like when when do you want your bone mr peanut butter (laughs) he's ready and so quentin tarantulino (laughs) said it does not buy this story he doesn't get it he thinks that there's something missing one of the assistants is like after we had the music it'll make sense and he's like you're fired fired. that's dumb shit what dumb shit brought this dumb shit you're fired too and so two people get fired over that comment yeah and todd steps in and is like i think what it needs is more diane which is actually pretty good feedback yeah exactly he's like listen like this whole story is about how these two men are in love with diane but we don't anything about her don't know anything about her feelings her motivations or her life who is she and quentin tarantulino loves it kisses todd on the face but first he does like a round of applause which is very spooky to see like six hands clapping but they're all his hands 
<laughs> so many hands like, and he invites them back that, to his web. <laughs> like, I think if I had three sets of arms, if I clapped, they would all clap at the same time. Why are they clapping at different times? Like, I feel like this is major, like, pat your head and rub your stomach energy, you That's know? That's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that. That's a great point. Like, he can give a full rounded round of applause (laughs) i feel like it'd be really hard to coordinate yeah yeah it's a good point see this is why you have me on the pod because (laughs) i'll notice these not so things that don't matter these are the incredible takes we come for yeah that's that's why they pay me the big bucks okay (laughs) and yeah he says like come into my web so gross what i love about that though is as they're walking away mr peanut butter's like bring up the v-neck yeah he's like so concerned about making sure like make sure you bring this to his attention he's like i'm a v-neck guy i would never wear a crew neck (laughs) i'm a big crew neck guy myself you're a crew neck guy? Yeah. I feel like I'm a v-neck guy, but what I like to wear around the house are extra large men's t-shirts, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those can be a crew neck. Yes, fair. I was like, I miss wearing giant t-shirts, <laughs> so I ordered them for myself. I was like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I could just order men's t-shirts. Yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> exactly. I, could, I could order any. We also get like a long montage of Princess Carolyn at the gym this time, which I thought was really fun. This time when she's running, there's a hamster in a wheel next to her instead of the cheetah. Yeah. We I love that her. one of the things she does is just like the scratching pose. Yes. <laughs> She does step aerobics, karate, and then scratching the scratching post. Are your, I was about to say your children, are your cats scratching post cats? Oh, they're scratching post cats and scratching anything else. They have, I have like a little like storage ottoman at the foot of my bed for my extra blankets and they have just, Mm -hmm. I've had it six months and it's destroyed. (laughs) Yeah. My family cat will like make aggressive eye contact with you as she destroys your stuff. Yeah. That's Steffi. That's what she does. You look over and she looks, it's like that squirrel last week. And she's like, look look at me while I destroy your property. Oh my God. Listening back to that, I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Oh my God. I was very concerned about that squirrel. I thought it was really funny. I was like, what's the squirrel going to do? Like, (laughs) it's like outside the window. I was like, he's giving me some pretty, pretty aggressive energy here, Kirsten. Not an aggressive squirrel. (laughs) Oh no. So throughout the whole time that Princess Carolyn is doing like a pretty good workout, honestly, mm-hmm. like I, she must have been at the gym for a while. She's talking on the phone with Bojack about how, how everything Bojack tells Princess Carolyn about how he sabotaged the rock opera because he was scared of being alone. He's worried about the movie. And Princess Carolyn is like, no more plotting. Just be a good soldier and do your job. My favorite line in that exchange is when Bojack calls and he's like, I'm sick of this dog and pony show. I didn't even clock that. <laughs> I so, loved it. I, I wrote it down and then put like multiple exclamation marks it's after. It's a literal <laughs> dog and pony show. That's so good. Oh, so it's good. Like, here's the thing is I should notice things like that. Like I should be a professional and notice things <laughs> like that, but I just don't. This is also the beginning of the honeydew is a garbage fruit storyline. Yes, which I absolutely love because Bojack's like, this fruit bowl, there's way too much honeydew. Princess Crown's like, honeydew is a garbage fruit, which it is. Honeydew sucks. I agree. It's the worst one. Honeydew and cantaloupe both can go. They're just big filler fruit, right? Like they're the just the ones that go in there to take up space. and They're the worst things. Nobody wants them. Guess what? I'd rather the space not be taken up. Yeah, agreed. Just give me a smaller fruit salad. It's like you get the fruit salad and here's what every basic fruit salad is, okay? So you've got honeydew and cantaloupe, Mm -hmm. pineapple, Mm -hmm. watermelon, and red grapes. Yep. 
Yeah, every time. Every Why time. is that the fruit salad? I want green grapes. Fair. Yeah. Maybe these are like the cheap things. Although grapes can be very expensive. Grapes can be expensive. I bought grapes last time I went grocery shopping and it was such a good decision. <laughs> I normally don't buy grapes because I'm scared there's going to be a spider in them. That's a fair concern, I think. And Not something I've ever thought of, but now I will. That's why I also, well, I mean, if I liked bananas, I also still wouldn't buy bananas because sometimes there's like tarantulas in this yeah. banana box. <laughs> oh my God. It's a thing. <laughs> Where? Like the one, they found a wolf spider in a box of bananas in Victoria like a year and a half ago oh at a grocery God, store. Literal nightmare. Yeah, because the, they import this stuff from places where there's scary spiders. Oh, God. I've only seen one really big spider here, and it was before I ever moved here. And it was, oh my God, Kate, this is a story. This is the scariest th- thing. So I was visiting <laughs> I feel my like parents. We're putting off all of our listeners with this storyline. No, it's fine. So I was visiting my mom. And we were up late watching TV and I see a movement out of the corner of my eye and the giantest spider I've ever seen has crawled under the front door into the house and just like zoomed so fast into the living room and went straight under the couch. And my mom and I stood up on the couch and screamed until my dad woke up and came to kill the spider at like two in the morning. Oh my God. He probably thought there was like an intruder in the house. Honestly, it was an intruder. It was so big. Like, I don't even know how it fit under the front door. It was huge and it moved so fast and it was big and black. Yeah, that's the nightmare. It was big. Like, I swear to God, like, it was two inches long. What was your dad's reaction? Was he just like, yes, this is an appropriate thing to be screaming about? He was like, what's going on? We're like, there's a spider! And then he (laughs) found it and killed it and got rid of it. And he was just chill about it? I mean, he's, like, been in war zones and stuff. I don't think a spider (laughs) impacts him. I feel like that would be, like, a pretty interesting character trait if he was like, I have been in war zones, but nothing has disturbed me like this spider. It was so big. Oh, I wonder if he remembers that. I feel like I could never forget. I will never forget. And then my apartment now gets like spiders in the hallway, like on the ceiling. But then I told my landlord about it. And now he vacuums them up every day. <laughs> if there's ever spiders, he vacuums them up. We have a lot of spiders in our house, but they're not too scary. They're small. all scary to me. Yeah. Moving on past all of that. We really, I feel like today is like tangents. I think this is what happens when we get an episode that doesn't push the plot forward that much is we don't feel that obligated to talk about it. <laughs> I feel like we can just like bring it all back so easily. Like speaking of tarantulas, Quentin Tarantolino. T- Tarantolino? Tarantolino. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I, so you, I think you said before it is like a crime that they put like foisted this name on us because it is so stupid. It's so rude. And the fact uh, that he keeps coming back. Like yeah. if he was if this was a one time thing, it would be funnier. Yeah, the fact that we've had to say it so many weeks in a row. Ridiculous. I mean, it hasn't been in a row. So many weeks in <laughs> total. <laughs> so after this Naomi is furious because the new draft has all of the like weight is on her instead of on Bojack and she says isn't this town sick of creating three-dimensional roles for women (laughs) yes and like in the next scene when she's talking she's like oh what I've been saying for the last seven uninterrupted minutes is how can I forgive my father if I can't forgive myself just love that she has these giant monologues now yeah and then all of Bojack's lines have become true debt True debt. True debt. Should that be a thing on the podcast? Should we just say true debt? Maybe. Let's try it. I don't think it fits right. I'd love for a listener to let me know if I can pull off true debt. Because I don't think I can. I feel like I cannot. But... I don't think I'm allowed to say that. I'd love for someone to let me know. 
<laughs> yeah, let us know if any of us could convincingly pull it off. And so because of because of all of this, Naomi Watt when, goes to Diane and is like, hi, I need I, I need to talk to you because I need to really get inside of you. I want to talk and talk and talk until I am Diane and you are a hollowed out husk of yourself. <laughs> so do we like Sprite or are we more of a seven up girl? Yeah. <laughs> so incredible. And then Diane's just like, go talk to anybody else. But like sends her off to talk to Bojack. Yeah, she's like, you know what Diane loves to do? Talk to Bojack. Diane could spend all day talking to him and not talk to me at all. Yeah, because Diane doesn't talk to Diane. Diane talks to anyone else. And Naomi's like, okay, great. I I will be you. Then we get a little bit of Bojack talking with Todd. And he tries to bond by being like, remember that time you didn't clean up your shit? Hilarious. (laughs) Like, do you want my gross leftovers? (laughs) Yeah, because he suspects that Todd knows what's up with the rock opera and has told Princess Carolyn that, that he's like worried that Todd has figured it out. And so at this time, Todd also talks to Quentin Tarantulino and he's like, hey, I had a thought. What if we make the Bojack character a real dick? Make him a real <laughs> selfish asshole so people have someone to root against. Mm-hmm. And Bojack looks like very hurt by this, but like, Because Bojack know. is like, oh my God, he knows and he's coming after my career as revenge. Yeah, yeah. He just looks very wounded and it's like, go talk to Todd. Like, Stop having your feelings hurt. You did a bad thing. Just go have a conversation, okay? Just go have a conversation. Mm -hmm. This is where we find out that Mr. Peanut Butter loves honeydew. (laughs) More like, honey, do I enjoy eating it? Ew. (laughs) Honey, do go on. Yes, I loved honey, do go on. Bojack is like, no, that's not true. Honeydew is bad. Like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Mr. Peanut Butter on the wrong side of history here. Truly, he just loved everything, I guess. (laughs) True dad. (laughs) That was that was perfect. Oh my god! Now you will be happy when I say not that, and I will be happy when you say true dad. Oh my god, so uh, bad. It's so bad because like Bojack goes on about like issues with the movie now that it's changing, and Mr. Peanut Butter's like, yeah, I have issues too, and uh, it's the crew neck shirt. <laughs> And I love that his objection is like, with a V-neck, you can put your sunglasses in it. Can you do that with a crew neck? And Bojack just like silently puts his sunglasses in his shirt. And Mr. Moore's like, what? (laughs) So I'd like to see you try. Whoa. Whoa. Do you ever put your sunglasses on your your shirt like that? Uh, Literally never. I do sometimes. Yeah, I think because my sunglasses are prescription ones. So I'm either wearing my normal glasses or my sunglasses. So see, I just choose to not see. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried that before where I've been like, maybe I could just wear zero glasses and it's like a serious hazard. <laughs> I have, well, I have, okay, I have prescription sunglasses, but they like squeeze my head. Oh, that's no good. I think I got, I, my, my head got fatter since I got the glasses. Maybe your glasses just were not sized appropriately and then you wore them for longer and noticed that they were tight. I think that's probably more accurate, but I'm going to stick with the <laughs> fact that my head got fat. Um, <laughs> that's normal, right? It's a problem with my skull. <laughs> Yeah, it's the problem is me, certainly not the glasses. Because we're designed to fit into things. Things are not designed to fit onto us. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's deep. No, they, we're, my brain's not working. Anyways, so Naomi, Watt, and Bojack hook up, and it's so uncomfortable. Because Naomi's like, call me Diane. Yeah, yeah. They, like, hook up in Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter's bed, and she's like, no, no, call me Diane. Ugh. And then Bojack, like, gets rid of the picture of Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter off of the bedside table, and then behind it is, like, a boudoir shot of Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter. 
<laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> then they also are hooking up in the kitchen and they're like, oh, it's like that gross challenge on Love Island where they have to transfer the food in each other's mouths. This is like my nightmare. I hated this so much even as a cartoon. So you saying that they do it on Love Island, I'm like, oh, like, oh my God. Oh, why? it's on, on Love Island. It is the worst thing you have ever seen. It'll be like, you have to move this whole meal from one side to the other. Oh. And one person puts it on their mouth. Then you go across. Then you transfer it into the other person's mouth. Then they like spit it into the thing. And it's like the winner is whoever moves the most food. And it is the worst thing like even in a pre-covid world that's the most horrifying thing i've ever heard yeah like, oh it's always God. it's so gross and they'll do it and it'll be like okay there's a burger and a milkshake and oh. fries i'm so unhappy about this and then they're like baby birding milkshake to each other oh. and it's like so god i literally can't like i'm like okay it's happening let me turn away and yeah. i can't I can't watch it because it's the most disgusting thing that That's has ever happened. That's horrifying. Oh, my God. I would rather be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Gross. Sorry that I put that into your <laughs> life, I guess. I hate um, even knowing that this exists. <laughs> well, I've had to see it happen numerous times. So oh, I feel so bad for you. It's, uh, yeah. Well, obviously, don't listen to my Love Island podcast or you would have known about it. So, like, honestly, kind of hurt. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, how dare you not listen to my three time a week podcast (laughs) it's three times a week well the show is on six days a week are you serious yes it's a full-time job honestly i do that and work a full-time job because you really can have it all oh my god we might have to take a bojack hiatus when love island is on actually yeah good lord Nah, i can make it work it's fine okay so while they're hooking up bojack finds out that the book is done and so he immediately drops naomi watt to go read the book and he calls the penguin publishing where they are literally keeping warm via trash can fires yeah it's so bad and then pinky penguin is like oh this book's really good but it's not quite what we're expecting but like it's so good that i might get to see my kids again it's like this could actually sell i might get to see my kids again (laughs) he's like just remember about just like to set my expectations sky high way ahead of you yeah and then so he gets the electronic copy and he finds out the book is called one trick pony and it's basically just chapter after chapter about how bojack is like a flawed shitty person and he's absolutely furious he's like what the what the shit is this and then he goes to find diane on the roof with the phone and he's like what the shit is this like yeah Yeah, it's like super honest and harsh it says he's smart enough to recognize his personal failings but unwilling or unable to do anything about them she's like it's it's warts and all and he's like no this is all warts where is the all yeah there's an entire chapter about me eating apple fritters (laughs) you did go through that apple fritter phase yeah. Um, She's, she says like he comes off as complex and troubled, but he's also sympathetic and he just needs to like step back from it. But what he says is you were supposed to ghostwrite my memoir, but instead you wrote a book about how you spent six months with me and saw what a big dumb loser I am. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Uh, and then there's also he's like that day we ran errands together. I thought we were having fun, but you just wrote a whole chapter about how I cried when they took my headshot down at the laundromat. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even replace it with anyone it's else. Just a pale spot where my face used to be. <laughs> And so Bojack is furious because this is not what he's paying Diane to do. Mm-hmm. And Diane is furious because she's like, no, I wrote a really good book because to her, she's like a writer and this is the job, even though it's not what she was hired to do. And Bojack's mm-hmm. like, no, this is not like a cute conversation between friends. This is a boss telling their employee that they did a bad job and you need to start over and write it properly this time. Mm-hmm. And she's understandably furious. 
But, like, also, he's understandably furious because this is not the job that he's paying her to do. And I think that he is well within his rights to be like, listen, this is not the book we hired you to write. You have to write it different. Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually one of the questions we got from Stefan where he said, like, is this a betrayal? Did Diane betray Bojack? I mean, I don't know if it's a betrayal because obviously they were never actually friends. But Mm -hmm. it is like a a failing at work like you could you don't just get to decide that your work assignment is different than what it is yeah and I mean I think like I can kind of see where she's coming from where she's like oh I thought you said you wanted a book that was like warts and all so I can see her thinking like I can paint like a more complex picture of him but I also see his point of being like this is only warts yeah it's well it's the thing where I can totally understand why she would be sensitive and defensive because this is Mm -hmm. a work that she made and she's getting negative criticism and not like Mm -hmm. And she's proud of it. Kindest way. Like, it's not the greatest way to give criticism, Mm -hmm. but she didn't do her job properly. And he is so hurt and upset, too. And it's what? It's not like you expect Bojack to know how to give good criticism. So it's just kind of a mess that both of them created. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little bit more sympathetic to her on this where like she's proud of it and like the publisher is like, oh, this is actually really good. And I feel like they've developed this relationship where she is agreeing to present him honestly. And he's just like so furious. And like I can definitely understand why he's so furious, but I think I can sympathize with her a little bit more and not necessarily see it as like she didn't do her job properly. But no. But then if you look at it, the first chapter is literally like when I first met Bojack, he was vomiting cotton candy off of his balcony. And they literally agreed in that moment that she would not write about that. And she wrote about it anyways. That's a good point. Like that's a a major betrayal. Like she wrote about things that she said she wasn't going to write about. And yeah, they agreed to write like a good memoir and to include warts and all. But Mm -hmm. it's still like what she wrote wasn't a memoir. It was a tell all. And And like even the title of it is pretty like hurtful. Yeah. Like I'm normally not one to go to bat for Bojack as we've seen over the past nine episodes. (laughs) But in this situation, I do think Diane is more in the wrong. I understand why she's sensitive and upset about the work that she did. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Bojack is her boss and she didn't listen to him. And this is why capitalism is bad, you know? <laughs> yes. That's really, I think, the main takeaway of our podcast. Yeah. We're post-capitalism podcast. <laughs> but so when Bojack leaves after this, she is so upset that she calls Wayne at BuzzFeed. And I will tell you, when I was watching this episode, I wrote Marcus question mark, Wayne question mark, and then checked IMDb and highlighted Wayne so that I would know which one oh is his God. real name because I, I truly don't know anymore. Oh my god, I wrote, she calls Wayne slash Marcus. <laughs> I truly, because in my head I was like, is his name Marcus or is it Wayne? Like, I don't remember. I was like, I know it's one of the two. Oh, it was like one of our, one of my favorite early moments in this podcast. He looks like a Marcus and I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I support you. So then we, we basically, we don't hear about that for a little while, but we do find out that the movie has fully gone off the rails. It's now Mm -hmm. happening in space. They've replaced Naomi Watt with a floating ball. And they're like, maybe it's not a movie. Maybe it's an app. Maybe it's whatever. And they ultimately land on this movie is now a bi-monthly curated box of snacks. Yeah. The future of cinema. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Lenny Turtletub has left the scene and he said, like, don't do anything stupid while I'm gone. And then when he comes back, it's just like, no, now this is now a box of snacks. But then Lenny Turtletub goes, oh, there's been snacks here this whole time. Because his yeah. whole thing this episode is he's been looking for food. 
Yeah, true. And Mr. Peanut Butter is actually very happy that his story was told. My story <laughs> has been told. And so now that the movie is kind of over, Todd and Bojack finally talk. Mm-hmm. And Bojack's like, I'm glad we buried the hatchet and everything is cool now. And Todd's like, no, it's actually not cool. Like, that was something I really cared about and what you did really hurt me. And we find out, like, Todd hasn't been looking for revenge this whole time. He's trying to put it behind him because he's like a good person Uh, and Bojack just sees revenge everywhere because that's what he would have done yeah and when Todd tells him like what you did actually really hurt me he's like wow this feels shitty I would prefer it if you just like got revenge on me right now yeah he's like do you want revenge right now you could just like kick me in the balls like we'll put it all behind us because like it's just Bojack doesn't have the emotional capability to sit in his like wrongness or his shittiness Mm -hmm. yeah and we sort of skipped over but naomi watts is also uh, broken up with bojack because now that she's not diane anymore she doesn't care about him oh yeah she's like naomi thinks you're kind of gross and bojack's like wait what he's like she's like yeah you were with diane not naomi Mm -hmm. which is like a interesting parallel of like the person that he's hooking up with is diane quote unquote she says like as diane we had a real connection but as naomi naomi's not interested in you (laughs) naomi what yeah that was really good (laughs) Naomi, what? (laughs) So then this is where a journalist asks Bojack if he wants an apple fritter. Mm -hmm. And Bojack's like, yeah, that would be great. He's like, yeah, I bet you would like an apple fritter. Everyone's all laughing at him and he's like completely melting down. Because, because yeah, there's a new BuzzFeed article. Five shocking facts from the new Bojack book. And they're all literally like someone literally goes, look at his deep well of sadness. Ha ha ha. It's so funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. And he like tries to take all their phones from them. He's and he, like, the like, internet's falls on the ground. gone bad. Everyone turn off your internet. He's so tragic in this moment because he's just such a disaster. I just love how he goes, don't look at me. I'm well adjusted. You all want my life. <laughs> It's like your thing, like very famous and well-adjusted. Famous and well-adjusted. It was briefly my Twitter bio, but I have since changed that. And so he goes to Diane with the BuzzFeed article and he's like, this is wildly unprofessional. Like, what what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And she says like, she liked the first couple chapters, but people really love it and they're going to love you and they're going to love you even more once they read the rest of the book. And And she goes, they're going to read my book. And he's like, your book? And she's like, our book. And it's like, no, it's supposed to be Bojack's book. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's something interesting too is like... if she's ghostwriting it, is it supposed to be like it, it's written as if Bojack wrote it and then she gets no credit for it? Because like it's very specifically well, like it has her name on the front cover. Yeah, I think that in theory, like a book with a ghostwriter would be like by it would be like Bojack Horseman, the Bojack Horseman story yeah. by Bojack Horseman. Mm-hmm. And then like in the like front part where it has all the publisher information, like there would be like a credit to Diane yeah. Wynn for her assistance on the book. Mm-hmm. But it would never be like, oh, this is Diane. Anne's book like she literally yeah. just wrote a tell-all instead of the book she was supposed to write yeah she, she wrote it like about herself like when I first met Bojack Horseman yeah like it's it's not appropriate and it's not professional because that's not what she was supposed to do well and then like leaking it it just takes it even a step further right like it's, yeah yeah like especially like she knows Bojack doesn't like it and she's decided that she knows better than him and mm-hmm. that her book needs to see the light of day like this is really a bad look for Diane in my opinion like it's just 
she's let now her ego get in the way and it's like well is this because of the Bojack influence or is this just how she's always been or is it just the the chance to finally get her shot is too appealing and she can't let it go like yeah it's a it's a good point because like when we were talking about the wedding episode we were kind of giving Bojack a hard time for being like she just thinks this is what she wants and now that's exactly what Diane's doing where she's like oh no he just thinks he doesn't want this out but really this is what's best for him and people stop deciding what is best for someone else well and both of them are doing it with pure selfish motives because he wants to get the wedding canceled because he thinks he's in love with Diane and Diane wants the book to go out because she wants people to think she's a brilliant writer she doesn't really care what people think about Bojack she just wants them to like her book which again is not the job she was hired to do if she was just like in Bojack's life and decided to write this book on her own accord it would still be shitty but it would at least be like well it's not like you were supposed to do something else and you chose to do this I don't know I just really don't like how Diane looks in this episode yeah it's not good she says like she stands by her work and Bojack is like yeah no you're fired yeah literally like Diane tries to make some sort of little joke about Mm -hmm. what Bojack had done he's like no 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 you are not understanding like I am your boss and you're fired this is over yeah Uh, that's where we end it like a really bit of a cliffhanger here season one episode 10 yeah wow so last week we didn't add to the running bad things Bojack does but do we have anything to add this week? I don't know that we do, really. I mean... He didn't in, do anything new. Yeah, in this one, like, Bojack makes some questionable decisions, but he doesn't really do anything bad. Yeah. Oh, did he do anything bad last week that we should have talked about? So last week we talked about... He tried to stop the wedding, broke into Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Yeah. To, like, I guess he did a lot of bad stuff last week. Should we put in the, like, scheming to break up Diana and Mr. Peanut Butter? Probably. I feel like it's not the worst thing he's done. Like, I feel <laughs> no, like it's, it's just, like, maybe above the muffins. Yeah, I think. So, like, he's trying to break up the wedding. Is that better or worse than humiliating Diana in front of her brothers? I think it's... I think it's better because he doesn't succeed and in the end he decides yeah. not to do anything at the wedding and they don't find out about it and yeah. like it's it's a shitty intention but it doesn't have like huge negative consequences like some of these other things yeah i think i think it's just worse it's worse than the muffins yeah because okay. everything is worse than the muffins yeah <laughs> neil McBeal will forever be at the bottom of this list anything anything else that he does anything he does that is better than stealing the muffins doesn't count as something that needs to be on the list yeah <laughs> that's like cut off Okay, so that is the new number seven on this list. Okay. Sorry that we missed that last week. Yes, it's fine. And then I don't think there's anything from this week, really. I don't think that there was anything. Yeah, <laughs> so they could they could tweet at us. I don't think we got any new reviews this week. So if the audience could just get it together <laughs> and write us some five-star reviews, that would be great. Agreed. We got some feedback from Sarah. Sarah also visited the observatory from last week, the Griffith Observatory, and sent a very lovely photo. Oh. So that was nice. So she had a couple questions from last week where she said, what do you personally think? Is Vincent adult man an awkward adult or three children stacked in a trench coat? Personally, I love to imagine that he's really just a human man living his life doing business transactions. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely three children stacked on top of each other. It's so good. And so she also said, so last week I was saying that I actually have been really enjoying Mr. Peanut Butter on this rewatch. And she said she is finding that she is liking him less on this rewatch because he, yeah, because he, she said he sounds exhausting. He always puts himself first in the relationship and then he love bombs her when he messes up. Ooh, that's a good, oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. I hadn't thought about that before. I had never considered it that way. Mm -hmm. See, this is why the patriarchy is so toxic, because it makes us think that he's just a good boyfriend, but he's actually bad. He's actually bad. Yeah. And then the last question she had from last week was when 
Bojack's talking at the end about Princess Carolyn and how he assumed he could always just date her whenever he wanted. Do you think the show is intending to have them be together? I feel like to have any sort of intention for Bojack to have like a long-term relationship kind of undermines the premise of the show, which is that Bojack mm-hmm. is bad. Yeah, it seems strange that they would be like, uh, by the end of this season, you'll be in like a healthy relationship. Like, I remember I took creative writing in university and something that really stuck with me from the first lecture was the professor said the easiest way to make a character likable is by showing how much they really like something Hmm. and so I I think that if they had Bojack like genuinely caring about someone else it would almost make him a little too likable and I think it works the way it is because like yeah he had his feelings for Diane but like they it's not real love because he doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to do that yeah and they're very much complicated by the fact that she's like writing a book about him so it can still be ultimately pretty self-centered and I think we didn't even mention the fact that when he says he's really excited to read the book and he's like if I know me reading this book about myself is gonna give me an erection or something (laughs) oh yeah he does talk about how it's gonna get like well you just know that if that if the book had been the one that Bojack wanted he would be using it to jerk off every night yes yes like he would be watching horsing around while reading the book while jerking (laughs) off definitely yeah oh god it's very disturbing we have some tweets also yes we do so last week March the 9th yeah, was Lindsay's yeah. birthday. So, uh, Got some very lovely tweets from people. People so thank you. joined me in wishing you a happy birthday. And your Simpsons Then and Now co-host retweeted it. Lindsay Pods, <laughs> supporting Lindsay Pods that support Lindsay. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> Good Alex tweet right there. It's a great Alex tweet. <laughs> Tim found this horse juice. <laughs> I, I don't really know what this is, but I guess it's actually just four horses. Yeah, now with more brown for an enhanced trot. Improved Winnie, not for humans. <laughs> I'm very troubled by this. <laughs> Why is this here? <laughs> I, I I need more information on the horse juice. Yeah. And Tim, please tell yeah, us what the hell this is. Yeah, he says stolen from tenuous and obscure Simpsons. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know what that I is I need either. more information. Kurt was really excited about Tuca and Birdie coming back. Sarah mentioned that the telescope was her favorite BoJack episode so far, so it makes sense to be her favorite horse pod episode. Oh, so nice. We were told that we were incredible, which I always love. Yeah, send more of um, those tweets, please. And Will from America pointed out that in the telescope, they were spoofing both Spring Breakers and the Bling Ring because he read up oh on my it. God. So, so you nailed it. I caught them both. I'm kind of a genius. And Stefan asked what, how tall you, he has to be to listen to this podcast. Oh, I think we welcome a lot. I, I said well, no height requirement. Yeah, I was going to say we welcome all heights, but I guess probably children stacked on top of each other is not great we do swear sometimes yeah if you're three children in stacked on top of each other in a trench coat maybe don't listen but other than that i think it's <laughs> mature subject matter here it's it's you have to be a, whatever height is adult height i guess <laughs> i guess like a yes. teenager could probably listen i just don't understand why they would <laughs> you know or why they wouldn't <laughs> like I, I don't think like here's the thing I love you, Lindsay, and I love myself, and I, I, but I don't think we're particularly cool, you know? How dare you? (laughs) Shocking take. So I know that's a really hot take, but I just don't think teenagers would care what we have to say about Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Or about most things. I feel like they would care more what you have to say about other things, but I don't don't feel like I have a lot of mass appeal for teens. I don't think anybody cares what I have to say. Oh my god. I care immensely. Am I having a breakdown? Is this I think we need to we need to cut cut. Is there anything else about this episode? I think we're good. I think we're good. I think honestly 
best episode yet probably uh, probably if this is what you're here for you're gonna love this so oh my god if you want to be part of the conversation please email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at bojackhorsepod you can hear more from Lindsay over on the simpsons then and now podcast as well as i guess in the time when this comes out last week <laughs> Lindsay was on the out list podcast over on the rhap main feed talking about funniest fa- like fa- loved one visits that's right yeah that's happening yeah in the past for people listening to this so check that out and we also just did a very cool simpsons musical bracket on the then and out podcast which i teased last week but now that we've recorded it i can confirm it is very fun bracket season baby and then if people want to hear more from me you can follow me on social media at kirsten said what i'm streaming three times a week on twitch at twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what I am podcasting about Temptation Island over on the reality TV wrap up speed as well as Riverdale every week on Kowski cast that is cow with a K and then by the time this comes out uh, I will have been on the most recent Thursday eviction recap for Big Brother Canada season nine over on the reality TV wrap up speed so my god check that out and we'll we'll catch you next week for season one, episode 11, Downer Ending, where we're going to have a guest for the first time. Yeah, what? very exciting. So tune in to find out who the first guest on BoJack Horsepod is going to be. I'm very excited for Downer Ending. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.